Welcome back to the Attention Podcast, where you learn how to gain and retain the attention of your buyers to grow an audience. I'm Dan Sanchez with Sweetfish, and today I was joined by Dan Murphy, who is the VP of Marketing at Privy. We had a fantastic conversation about what it really takes to grow a podcast. In fact, Privy has increased their podcast downloads up to 15,000 downloads. And as someone who coaches a lot of other businesses on how to grow their audience, I could say confidently, 15,000 downloads is no easy feat. It takes a lot of work and a lot of thinking in order to get that many downloads. So in this interview, I dissect how they did it as far as what he thinks about distribution overall to grow his channels. channels. Now, I'm going to try something a little bit different with this episode also. So if you hang back after the interview, I want to share with you my three takeaways that I'm going to be applying to this podcast and hopefully to the rest of Sweetfish's customers. So stay tuned for what I thought were the best nuggets. And now here's our guest. So Dan, one of the things you mentioned in our pre-interview is that you feel like companies should stop producing content if they don't have a distribution strategy. And the first thing that popped into my mind is like, well, they're probably posting it to social. Like, what do you mean by distribution strategy? (laughs) So can you tell me a little bit like, what do you mean? What do you mean by distribution strategy? How does that plan out for you? So when I say distribution strategy, so yes, social media is probably the number one thing, you know, getting your, your stuff out there. And nowadays it's probably not coming from a company page or, or your corporate Twitter account. It's probably coming from whoever your the face of your brand is, right? Over the last couple of years, we've kind of moved away from uh, the company sharing stuff, moved to, to sort of the expert uh, within your, your, your company, the, the face of your brand sharing it. So that's part of it. But I think the distribution strategy too for content nowadays, it's usually more than just top of funnel, right? Like from, from what I've been spending my time on the last couple of weeks, for my team. So I spend, as a leader of a team, I'm trying to spend pockets of time in different areas of our operation that we need more research or more manpower. And so one of the areas I'm spending a lot of time is, is content distribution right now and been talking to a lot of marketers, talking to some experts. Um, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I would say that I'm, I'm trying to, to, to understand better some of the strategies out there and what you know the best marketing machines out there are doing. And I'd say like one thing I've realized is like a really good content strategy isn't just top of funnel. It's more than that. It's, it's using content to activate your customers. It's using, you know, video, maybe video is a part of your, your content marketing machine to get people to upgrade or for customer retention. So when I talk about content distribution, I think it's probably a full funnel priority. I think it's one thing that probably should be as marketers, we should get rid of this idea that we're just creating content to bring people to our website and convert them. And it's an ebook and it's an offer and it's a form. Like, I think that conventional, you know, thinking around content is probably gone in this era. And I think in the last 10 years, like things have changed a lot in that, you know, if we do talk specifically top of the funnel, 10 years ago, it was easy to like create a Twitter or Facebook or like build a niche audience with SEO in your area of what your product is solving and you could just do that by like creating really great content. But I think now, you know, think about like Facebook has, you know, they just did, I don't know, it was like 120 or $115 billion in, you know, ad revenue last year in 2021. Like it's a pretty good indication. There's a lot of people out there pumping out information, a lot of advertisers online now, and they're all competing and that's, that's advertising, but the same is true for content and for SEO. 
and for, you know, if you, in, in the concept of, of content of, if you build it, they will come. So there's a lot more competition now. So I think a really strong strategy at top of the funnel, when you're thinking about content distribution is, it's just, it's really important to, to have, spend the time on that. And I think I said to you in the pre-interview, I think if you're creating content, you don't feel like you have a strong strategy. You're probably wasting a lot of money, you know, creating that content when you don't have the, the channels to back that up by getting eyeballs on it. So let's say you're, you know, you got a marketing team, you got someone dedicated just to blogging and someone dedicated to social media management, right? I won't define what that means, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they're doing social media management. And then you have another team, you have a, other team members, you know, some are doing paid media, some are doing uh, like some copywriting and other ones are doing like outreach. Generally, like how would you prioritize what they're cur- probably doing to be better distribution? Are there levels of distribution strategy that people should consider or is it like totally depend on their situation? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, first of all, depends on the business model, right? Like at Privy, we're, you know, a heavily self-serve audience. We're not a, you know, there's there's some enterprise companies I've worked at them where you're like a big piece of your content strategy is really sales enablement, right? Whereas like a place like Privy, we're, we're, we are creating content to, you know, generate brand impressions to bring people to our website, to get people to sign up for a free trial, to get them to, to upgrade on their own and, and purchase our, our paid plans. So I think that's the, probably the first one in terms of thinking about the strategy. I think it's also super important, as I was saying a second ago, like to think about like where content fits in your funnel. And I think we've, we're moving past the idea that content is just a top of funnel, you know, mechanism to drive traffic to like, like, like the old days, like I worked at HubSpot back in the day and like, you know, the idea of inbound marketing and, you know, you create content, you bring them into a blog post and you get them to convert onto your ebook landing page and then you get them to convert, you know, like that model doesn't, I don't know a lot of marketers out there that are like winning with that strategy. I'm not saying that they're not doing that at times, but like, it's different, right? And I think the other part of it too, just to kind of speak to like, I'm almost answering the first question again, but like the distribution problem that we're all facing is like, because we, we've moved past just like your website is how you, you know, like the the idea of like you bring people into your website, you get them to sign up for a demo or a trial or an ebook or whatever. Like we're moving into a world where TikTok exists and podcasting exists. And, you know, there's so many new shiny things out there for to get your your brand out there. And that's the, these new forms of content. And I think it's really easy to fall into the pattern. Like here's this new thing. I heard this other person's doing this thing. Let's go do that. Or let's go do this you know, event or this new platform or, or this new, you know, whatever. TikTok is a good example because it's like, not everybody's good at TikTok, right? Like there's only a select few people in the world that are really, really good at it. But every brand thinks, oh, I should go do that. And it's like, I think the mentality that we have as marketers of like, oh, this is new thing. It's TikTok. We should all just jump on it because we did Facebook. We did Twitter. We did blogging. We did SEO. We did eBooks, right? Is like, maybe not true. And so we kind of get distracted by, let's add in more channels, for our content versus like, how do we optimize our existing content and our existing channels to be really, really, really successful? So when you say content distribution, it's kind of like when you write a blog post, you need to know like, what are you writing this for? Are you writing to be found on search? Or are you writing this mm-hmm. hopefully because it's it's a good thought leadership piece? Maybe it's con- a little controversial. So you know, it's going to get some good buzz on social. Yeah. Or are you writing it because you know this is answering a frequently asked question in the sales process mm-hmm. and you know this is going to be useful content for sales. It's like you have to start with the end in mind. Is that what you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our blog, for instance, like we do care about organic search traffic, of course. And we do care about, you know, bringing in new business via our blog. But 
in many ways, you know, our, our motion alert blog is we have a huge email database and the fact that we can keep them involved in our brand by writing really good content and emailing them. We have a newsletter that goes out every month, right? Keeping them engaged, like that type of content strategy is different than what, you know, a lot of other marketers are writing a blog for. They are doing it for just organic search. And that is, it's still a priority for us, but like our blog works really well and it's helpful because it keeps our sort of different buckets, our uh, actively engaged customers, our somewhat disengaged customers, and then people that are trying out our product. You know, we have a lot of people coming in, thousands of people coming in every month to try our product. It keeps them engaged and seeing us in a way for us to have touch points with them and show them that we can teach them how to help build their business and that we have the expertise and that we are trustworthy and that's going to help them build trust in our in our product and, and in our support team. And so like, that's a different distribution channel than how a lot of marketers think about their blog, right? And so like, took us a while to kind of get to that point and see those results and and understand how important like really good content is on our blog. It's not just about bringing new people. It's about engaging with people that are, you know, already walked in our front door and we're still building trust with. Do you have a distribution strategy per channel? I mean, so I, I'd love to say, yeah. I mean, we... <laughs> Yes. I think, the, I think like, do we have it written down somewhere? No. Like, do we have this like here? But I think, see, that's the thing with these, like what I've learned with like, it's like, it's not like you have to like do this exercise. You have to create a, a Google slide or a Google doc and here's our strategy for each. And here's the metric we're looking to drive. I think it's about going out there and doing, which is what we're good at as marketers. We're going out there and doing and testing. And then, you know, the person that owns that channel probably has a really good understanding of like how this is helping us with the business. Like basically just being able to answer the question like, if we shut this off tomorrow, what would happen to the business, right? And like, we've kind of had those experiments. I've done a lot of that. I'm kind of a bit of a disruptor within my own team sometimes. Like, what if we just turn this off? Or what if we tried this new thing? We didn't do this. Like, I've kind of always followed that methodology for, you know, a good chunk of my career. And so like, I've kind of asked those questions and it's like, no, we know if we turn that chain off, what would happen, right? So in some ways by doing that, you kind of have a strategy, right? Like you, there's a reason we do podcasting. We know what that strategy is. There's a reason, you know, we've been we've been experimenting a bunch of new things, including TikTok, but also YouTube and building out a, a masterclass on our own website. We've been experimenting and optimizing our podcasts, our blog, and a bunch of different other areas too. We're now experimenting a little bit on social again. So like, I, I don't think it, for us, and probably not a good answer as a marketing leader, like we don't have that strategy written down somewhere, but we know, we know what our strategy is. We know how it's going to help us. And I think, you know, we're asking enough questions and this is what every market should be doing, asking enough questions and testing enough things to know, like, all right, if we're not doing this, what would happen, right? And I, I think there's a, probably a surprising amount of people out there, marketers that just don't really know. They're doing it because they think they need to do it because it's part of their job, but they don't really know what the strategy is. They don't really know how it's impacting the business. And so I think that's why, you know, if you're creating this content, kind of back to the original premise, if you're just doing this thing, creating this content, but you don't really understand the impact, and you don't have a way to grow it, which is the most important part of the strategy. Like if it's not growing, then you don't have a good strategy. That's, I think, I think what it comes down to is, is kind of like having, looking, looking in the mirror and saying, is this something that we should continue doing? How is it impacting our, our business? So I'm curious, like, what would you give like a, a grade for? Like a C, B, or like an A plus effort for distribution? Maybe even using some of your own channels. Like, do you have a channel that you'd be like, ah, that's C, it's barely passing. B, this one's pretty good. On this channel, we freaking kill it, a distribution. In my opinion, like distribution's all the work that goes into getting more reach that's not mm -hmm. the creating of the content itself, <laughs> yes. right? 
It's everything else that you have to do mm-hmm. in order to grow the channel or just get to that get that piece out there. If you only posted the YouTube video and did nothing, then you're not doing anything for distribution other than relying on the algorithm, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think just to kind of stem off what you just said, I'll answer the question in a second, but the, I think it's an important thing you noted, which is kind of like, if you're looking at the phases of your content marketing, the first phase or an early phase, let's just call it, is like getting the content to be really good, which in itself is a lot of work, right? Like you can be creating crappy content and, and, and not realize it. And that's why people aren't engaging with it, right? Like that's the first part of it. I think this like, like I think if you're starting out, let's say you're starting a business and you're getting your, you're starting to build your audience, you're starting to get some engagement, like definitely focus on making sure the content's really good first. The podcast is really good or the blog or like the research or whatever it is you're doing, you know, to, to like, that's the first phase. And then, and then it's like, okay, I have a good product. Now I need to scale it. Right. I have a good piece. I have good content. I need to scale it. So what's my strategy there in terms of grades. Uh, so you're saying like grade our own like content, like what would I say? How would I sort of map out our different areas and, and, and grade it? Yeah. Just to give like an illustration of like, of, and it looks a different per channel, but just to give something yeah. like, what does an A plus a B and a C look like? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm always a tough critic on on myself and and some of some of the the work my team's doing. Not that I'm tough on them as much as like I think there's always room for improvement, and I, I never want to give like a super high grade. But I'd say A minus A somewhere in that area for our podcast, and I would give us that now because we've had a podcast for a while, a couple of years, and it grew, and we found sort of a methodology to get it to like we started doing daily, and that obviously expanded downloads and all these other metrics that you care about and reach and you have a daily opportunity to get someone in front of someone. But then we kind of plateaued a little bit sort of in 2021 and we kind of were like, maybe this is our ceiling, you know, and, and this is sort of, you know, the, the reach and the audience we have. And, and it's really hard to grow a podcast. Like everybody says that's really, really difficult. But then we looked at our playbook and we realized promotion was a missing piece of it. And we re- like, like individual promotion of individual episodes. Like, how are we getting this out? We have a big, we have our CEO that hosts the podcast. He's a big audience on social. We have a, an email, you know, a big email list. Like, what is our strategy? Like, what is our content distribution strategy for a podcast? Because we needed one. And then we sort of re-upped it. And we've since grown, you know, we've grown probably, I'm trying to do the, the math in my head, but we've gone from... I don't know, like 10, 15,000 downloads. So we just crossed 32,000 downloads in January, like since September to to, we're February 6th now. So September through the month of January, we've grown whatever that's at is double the size of it. Some of the seasonality and stuff like that. But, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with just looking at that playbook and thinking about like, how can we do stuff? Video clips is something we've been working with Sweetfish on and and they've been helping us, you know, with some of the, the, the strategy there and helping us with some of the promotion that's a huge part. And so like, I'd, I would probably would have given us like a B before. It's like, oh, we did a good job. Like we were really excited. Like 15,000 downloads for, you know, a brand's podcast is like pretty decent. You know, it's like you can, you can be proud about that. You can brag about that. But I think being able to double it in a short time frame by re, you know, structuring our strategy there, that's huge, you know? And I think that was where we moved from B to A and we can give ourselves a little pat in the back there. I think there's lots of room. And also we've just been growing every single month with that. You know, we just... We just keep growing every time we, we follow this distribution strategy each month. So I'm really excited about that. I think that's one of our you know best attempts at, at getting better at distribution. So tell me, like, what are the exact things that makes it like 
obviously it's an A because it's it's working. Like it's it's growing every single month. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing with each episode? Uh, we're doing a couple of things. So we're basically the the number one. Like I, I think I said this before. Like you're probably not going to get as much engagement in 2022 if you just have a company page or a company Twitter pumping out like this is a great episode. Go to our episode page on, you know, preview.com and watch it. No, you got to bring the content to them. First of all, you got to like bring the videos or the clips to entice them. Uh, our CEO is, is the host of it. He does interviews. He does individual episodes or like five minutes, which is, you know, stuff he's been learning. You know, he works with a lot of our customers on a regular basis. And so like consistent publishing on his LinkedIn and Twitter has been huge using video clips. So taking little segments from the podcast has been great. Put, you know, graphics on there. That's a huge, you know, e-commerce marketing school. That's a huge advantage being able to bring that stuff in and get that, you know, just consistently, if, you know, you see that you're going to eventually go on Spotify or Apple podcasts and, you know, oh, that clip is like, I want to hear from this person and jump on. There you go. There's one download. So you got like organic caption videos? Organic. Yeah, that's a big part of it. A bunch of stuff with email, you know, regular cadence between newsletters and other emails. You know, maybe it's not feature. Maybe not, we're just, we're not just sending an email every time, but we might feature it somewhere. I think we've done a good job with some of the SEO work on our blog that, you know, captures some of the the traffic for older episodes. And then, you know, the part of it too is just, you know, having been consistent, consistently publishing and be doing and having had it live for two years, like you can grow following there. Not not to say that it sounds like a cop out from a from a good strategy of distribution, but it's true, right? Like if you continue to consistently publish, that's actually a huge driver in, in actually growing a podcast as well. Awesome. If that's an A plus, what is a what does a B look like? Specifically for the podcast? Uh, or just a different content channel. Like it, it's doing pretty good, but it, it's got room for improvement. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I'll use the podcast as an example. Like when we, we grew it from, you know, zero to 10,000 downloads at some point. Right. And we're kind of at that area, 10,015. It's like, uh, you know, be there is like, we're, you know, for podcasts in particular, it's like being on customer calls or listening on customer calls and hearing people talk about, Oh, I heard you, I heard your podcast. I know you see you, Ben. I follow it. I'm a huge subscriber. That's like really good because you want those people that are buying your product <laughs> to have heard of your podcast. Podcast attribution is impossible, right? Like that's the best way of doing it, understanding how people bring it up. The A level of the podcast also that is when I have candidates who have had candidates I've interviewed for roles on the marketing team. They're like, oh, I'm a religious subscriber to your podcast. I listen to it every week. Like, like those are two, that's a B to an A, right? Like if you got candidates that are like applying because they listen to your podcast, right? That's like, okay, we're, we're crushing it, you know, from a, from a content perspective. That's maybe the, the difference that I would illustrate for, for an A and a B. Fantastic. What are steps marketers can take to really think about how good their, their distribution strategies are? Even assessing like, is this good enough or should we be doing something more? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I'd say first, you know, take stock of what, you're doing today, right? Like if you're listening to this, you work in marketing, you run or you're part of the content team, you know, <laughs> you're doing something, right? Like there's something that's happening that, that, you know, is on the content side. You can get really deep in traffic on your website. So for any of the, the channels that you have full ownership on, you can really get deep in traffic and you can really understand, you know, if we're doing video, it's not just about views, it's about engagement with the video. How long are people watching it? You know, this demographic information, there's tons of ways of slicing the data, especially if you own the channel, like if it's your own website, right? Like that's a that's super important. 
for channels where you don't actually own the traffic, they're on other platforms, podcasts being the probably the best example or some of the social media channels, like you still have access to a lot of data usually. And so kind of digging in on, you know, what what's working there. I would just say spending a lot of time there, uh, especially topics, different types of it. If you're still not at a point where you're like, you feel like you're at a B or an A level, you're like based on some of the definitions that we we gave in this conversation, like <laughs> I think it's time to really start experimenting and trying different things on those channels to figure out like, what is the strategy? Like I gave the example of our blog, like it wasn't just about generating traffic for a website. It was also about engaging with our user base and customers. And so I think like maybe there's a different strategy where, you know, your blog or something else that you're doing, you know, your community is another good example. I, and it's not quite content, but communities becoming a bigger top, you know, part of, of B2B marketing. And that's usually owned by the content team. Like, you know, what does that community, you know, look like? And, and like, what's the you know engagement like there and how does it help your business grow? Right. I think taking a, a look at all those things is really important. And then, so taking those experimenting those channels to get to that B level. And then it's like, I think when you're at that B level of like, great, like we're getting the feedback, we know it works. Our sales team's giving us feedback. Our customers are giving us feedback or, we have these data points that say that we're doing this well and we feel like this is helping. Then I think it's about like, how do you just, you know, how do you scale it? Right. And just what are the diff- different ways to invest, 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 you know, to get it to that next level podcast for us was, it was a big one. We, it, it was the first of our content that really reached that level. We're like, great, we got to scale this up. We got to invest in it. How do we try different tactics and really optimize for growth? And I think we have some other emerging channels like our masterclass. That's like, we're, we're scaling that. We have some fundings planned for the future of that, but we're, you know, we're at maybe C or B level there. And that's just more of, you know, it'll take time with certain channels to, to get to that point. And then we'll probably scale that up, invest heavy in there and, and, and make that, you know, hopefully as big and as popular as our podcast. So when you talk about investing and scaling, like what are some of the things you want to do with your podcast in the future in order to like double down on that growth? Yeah. So without giving away too many secrets about what we have coming up with our podcast, I, I, I can look back and kind of go from where we were to where we are now. You know, I think promotion was like, like uh, doing video clips was a big part of it. Uh, adding a sponsor in, we have a sponsor. We've had a sponsor for the last year, Printful, uh, another big name in e-commerce sponsors our podcast. That actually has a big, big piece in the like distribution. So it's a win-win, you know, because someone's paying to sponsor you, but also that there's a there's an effect there of them being involved, but it's actually going to help you, you know, uh, depending on how you put together the sponsorship. And ours is very involved. We do stuff together. It's like, it's more co-marketing than it is just, they put their logo on our page or we give them an ad. It's actually more involved than that. So those are some of the things that we did to grow it. There's future things like building out the hub on our website. You know, now that we have this, we have all this, like, I don't even know how many episodes. It's like 400 or 500 episodes. It's been crazy. No, no, it's not that much. Can it be that much? Maybe it's 300. It's a ton of episodes because we've been doing it daily for 18 months plus episodes before that. You know, it's it's a lot. And so like, we're now thinking of like, we have all this content. There's probably ways we can, you know, put it on our website. There's probably, you know, SEO opportunities there, transcripts, you know, building out. Like there's probably a bunch of stuff there that we could, you know, put together and, and turn into that next, next level of getting more and more people who are searching for, you know, it's almost like another blog, but it's audio. We turn it into, you know, transcripts. So there's, there's a lot of different opportunities there, I think for us and in front of us on the, on the podcast and some of our other channels that we've been, you know, toying around with and investing in that I think are going to hopefully pay off big for us this year and in the next couple of years. I love what you're saying about really leveraging what Privy already has available. Like you, one, you have a lot of episodes so you can do stuff with that. 
you're plugging it back into email campaigns, probably some some drip sequences that are out there that it makes sense to plug an episode of this particular podcast episode into this email for more context, right? You're taking advantage of your CEO's following. You're mm-hmm. probably, I mean, like most podcasts, you're probably trying to get the the most out of every single guest. You're a little earned media there. Yep. And ultimately, take advantage of the the owned media you already have going to your website, coming through SEO from social in order to build an audience. I don't think a lot of companies actually take sit down and take inventory of all the things they currently have going on in order to map the growth of maybe a podcast or a YouTube channel or a specific Twitter account or whatever it is they want to mm-hmm. grow and figuring out all the different ways you can actually map it into this these other core business activities you're already doing. Yeah, I think you're also getting at something else, which is like repurposing content. And, you know, I think that's maybe the other pillar as, as we've talked through this with distribution strategy, like maybe the other, other pillar of like that world that's really important to be considered of is like, are really, and I think a lot more people are thinking about repurposing content than maybe distribution, whether that's good or bad, but like repurposing content, like when you have a really good topic, it's a hit on our blog or it's a hit on our podcast or we're getting emails about it or, or someone keeps mentioning, you know, this thing on the call. It's like, okay, great. How do we get this in all of our channels, right? Like you might have three or four like key different channels as a marketing team that you're, you know, set up and, and operating. Let's say it's a podcast, it's a blog and it's YouTube, Right you might have a really good hit on your podcast where you're like, wow, we should totally turn this into a YouTube video. Like that maybe, maybe with that podcast episode, you're like, let's take that interview. Let's put that on YouTube. Let's get a great thumbnail for it. Let's get a great headline for it. Let's get the transcript, put it in the about section of there. And we think, Hey, this might be a really good, you know, brand impression machine for us. If, if this topic is really, you know, we got some really great feedback from people on the podcast or people that listen to our podcast about this episode, let's go get that content on YouTube. Oh, you know what? Now let's go turn this into a really like awesome killer piece of long form content. It's a big thing, you know, that we can do, we can launch and we can get people to sign up for it, right? They can give us, you know, their info on our website and we'll give them this thing that, that we think is really going to be really helpful for them. Like that's also it. And it's like the same topic. It's the same kind of content. You're not going back, from, you know, and starting from scratch with a new topic or a new approach. It's like, just retaking and, and it, I mean, it's such a good like tactic and of like hustle and, you know, like, you know, repurposing stuff and, but it's also just a good, it works, you know, we've done a lot of that too, you know, like 300 plus episodes, like a lot of those are, you know, we've done before, like we've, we've had those episodes before we've republished episodes on our podcast before. Like sometimes you do that because those people who listen to you now probably weren't listening to you two years ago, right? It's just, you've grown your audience in a huge way. So like, there's a bunch of hacks like that too, that I think are really helpful, not because they're a cheat or like they're, or cause you're lazy or anything, but because they work. And because I think a lot of marketing mindset is like, it has to be a new thing. And we have to have different types of content targeting, you know, different people at different parts of the funnel on these different channels. And it's like, why do we got to make this crazy matrix? Like, like if like, if it works for someone to come into your, you know, come in your front door, it's probably going to get them, you know, to, to sit down at the table and have a meal with you. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I think that that's, uh, you know, a misconception is that like, you can have those different pieces of, of, of content, sure, at different places, but don't overthink it and think it has to be different funnel steps or different personas. Like, if it works for your audience, you know, get it in front of as, as many people in your audience as you, as you can. Dan, thank you so much for joining me on the Attention Podcast. Where can people learn more from you about distribution or any of the things we've talked about online and learn more about Privy? 
So <laughs> I don't I don't post a lot on social media anymore, and I don't talk a lot about distribution. So this is the episode to listen to for me, at least, and <laughs> what I've learned so far. There are a lot of really smart people out there. Brett McGrath, uh, what is the company he's at now? The Juice. They have a podcast. I've been listening to them on content distribution. So I would recommend them check out uh, their podcast. They are talking about it. They are more experts in this world than I am. So I think that's a good place to go. If you're interested in Privy, privy.com, if you work for you, if you run a Shopify store, hopefully you've already heard of us, but if not, email and SMS and conversion for your Shopify store, help you grow your sales. Privy.com is where you would go for that. Fantastic. Again, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thanks, Dan. Now, there were a lot of nuggets in that interview but there was one in particular that I'm taking away and that I can't stop thinking about how to apply it to the attention podcast. So I know I'm going to be walking away and I'm going to be thinking about this tonight as I go to sleep. It's going to keep me awake and I'm going to wake up tomorrow to, in order to implement. But let me share with you my insights, my, my big ahas from this episode. So to get the most out of what you currently have really is a huge key. For a lot of companies, you've been doing a lot of content marketing already. You have a lot of blog posts. You have a lot of podcasts, videos. You have a lot going on. But in order to get better distribution, it doesn't just about, it's not just about getting guests to share it, though that's a thing. It's not just about putting paid media behind it, though that's totally a thing and totally worthwhile. But it's also about just getting the most out of what you currently have. And I took away three different things from this interview that I think every single B2B marketer who's already been in the work of content marketing could do next week and probably, I don't know, I don't want to say double, but it's got, I don't know, I don't know what you, it's actually capable of, but I'm pretty sure even at Sweetfish, if we did this, we'd be able to see a noticeable gain in traffic and consumption if we actually just walked through and took inventory. Now we have 2000 plus episodes on media growth alone, so it'd be a lot of work, but something I'm going to be thinking about for this podcast as we start to create more content. But here's the three things. It's one repurpose. What do you currently have laying around that you could just turn into more content? I could think of all the episodes I've already recorded for this. I launched with a full season. Am I getting the most out of them? Could I be assigning that to somebody else to turn into other content, to social posts, to blog posts, to videos? I could be getting a lot more out of those episodes instead of just focusing on creating more episodes. So that's number one, repurpose. Number two, repost. I just took time even today to go back through my whole catalog of LinkedIn posts after posting every day for two years. There was a lot. I pretty much just went and tagged a bunch of them that had reached a certain mark. I was looking at ones that reached 4,000 views or more. And then I took a look at them if they were still relevant because it's evergreen content Then I just put it on a list to share once a week of content I've already posted. Because honestly, there's probably different people following me now than there were years ago or even months ago. And even then, even if they were following me back then, they might not have seen it. And even if they did, they probably don't remember it. And even if they did, they could probably go another round with it if it was one of my best posts, right? We can all take reminders of the things we've seen. Because even while we know a lot of things, it doesn't mean we're actually good at implementing it yet. So you can repost it. So number one is repurpose. Number two is repost. And a number... The third thing I thought was really brilliant he brought up is they're getting a lot of gains just from better integrating it and what they already have going on. Uh, Privy is integrating their podcast into email marketing. Not that they're sending out a whole email campaign around podcasting, which isn't a bad thing, 
but they're integrating certain episodes into their newsletter, probably dropping it into some of their drip sequences. They're putting it into relevant places around their website, putting the right episodes in the hands of the salespeople to use the sales enablement content and integrating it into their blog posts in the right places so that that SEO traffic they have coming in all the time is getting exposed to the podcast. So when you go and integrate a channel like a podcast into all your other channels and sprinkle it wherever it makes sense, you're not just ramming it into things, but you're, it's providing more context to a lot of different places. You're essentially putting a lot of the growth on autopilot, right? You're putting it out in places, especially those evergreen places, those drip sequences that go for a while. You're just going to see a trickle from all of those things and all together can lead to some substantial audience. So that was my biggest takeaway. Get the most out of what you already have. Repurpose your content, repost your content, and better integrate it into your other owned media assets. 